I'm, I'm a big believer in the osmosis theory that says if you surround yourself with enough smart and quality people, hopefully a little bit will rub off. And, you know, the exposure uh, to those types of quality people, Bill, is, is immeasurable. You know, you look at the folks, whether it's the, the Phil Gallagher's, the Glenn Smith, the Mike Morton's, you know, these are some of our, our most senior folks at competitors level or at our supplier level with Jeff Thompson and, and over the years, TI and, and Intel. If you want to surround yourself with good, smart people, that's the place to do it. And to watch folks just roll up their sleeves to try to get and tackle some of the issues in our industry to make it more efficient, it was, uh, it was just a blast. It's been a blast. Connect. Influence. Optimize. You're listening to The Channel Channel, a podcast for executives and others involved in the authorized sale of electronic components. Brought to you by the ECIA, the Electronic Component Industry Association. Working to promote and improve the authorized distribution channel. Hello, and welcome to The Channel Channel, the podcast from ECIA. I'm your host, Bill Bradford. This week, we are excited to have Dave Doherty as our guest, but before I get to him, I'd like to share a little bit about our recent executive conference. The theme of this conference was Vision 2020, Leading with Clarity, and it offered a lot of insights for executives to really gather the tools needed for the next decade. I want to thank everybody that attended this year's executive conference. I felt there was such a sense of community and a strong show of support for the ECIA, and we really appreciate that. We're happy to have Melanie Pizzi from TTI as our conference chairperson. She and the committee did a great job of bringing together many speakers to help really outline and prepare for the coming decade. The first group of speakers focused on future trends, led by Tony Uphoff, the CEO of ThomasNet, which is an online platform used by industrial buyers. He talked about how companies are changing the way they buy, and therefore, uh, we need to change the way we sell. 70% of a buyer's journey is completed before they engage with a sales rep, thanks to the internet. We then had economist Cliff Waldeman give attendees his global economic forecast. Certainly, China continues to be a drag on the global economy, and this was happening even before the tariffs, although the tariffs certainly aren't helping. Cliff gauges the chances of recession at about 45% and that the uncertainty due to the tariffs are a leading cause. We then moved into a look closer at the component industry with our own chief analyst, Dale Ford, who posited that the market has bottomed out and that we should start to see a return to positive growth in April or May of 2020. Dale is going to be a guest on our next podcast, and we will go into this in a little bit more detail on the key technology drivers that will pull us through the next cycle. Elena Richards from PricewaterhouseCooper spoke about diversity and the 36 dimensions of diversity and how they determine our thought processes and assumptions. These are often unconscious or what we call blind spots. They're becoming an important topic for companies because people are bringing these uh, assumptions and thought processes into work, and we need to be prepared to have those discussions. We then did a deeper dive into technology with a presentation from Dwight Howard of, of Aptiv talking about intelligent transportation. The first day ended with Sean Rhodes giving a 
presentation called Pivoting for Performance, which is focused around the topic of change management and the importance of culture in finding innovative solutions and driving change. Day two opened with a very exciting keynote from Ed Vischers, a professional mountain climber. Ed has climbed the 14 peaks in the world that are over 8,000 meters, and he's done this without supplemental oxygen. He tied this inspiring story to our business with the themes of persistence, preparation, and patience. We also had Graham Kilshaw of Lectris Group, who spoke about making the cultural shift from product promoters to problem solvers and how in this new age of digital marketing, we need to fundamentally change the way we're interacting with our customers. By next year, 50% of searches will occur without a screen, meaning voice as a search and problem solving technology has to be a part of our strategy. Skip Wiseman closed our conference with a presentation on how to create workforce conditions to deliver championship results. We also heard from our board of directors discussing the activities of the association, as well as a CEO panel on day one to discuss organizational development, moderated by TTI's Michael Knight and executive recruiter Carla Mart. This group included Gordon Hunter of Littlefuse, Joe Nelligan of Molex, and David Kirk, of Murata, and they talked about such things as how to identify and nurture high potential candidates, expat programs, protecting investment and valued employees, and how to lead a global organization through leadership transitions. As part of our ECIA association update, I was proud to announce the winners of the 2019 Distinguished Service Awards. They were Jamie Mullane of Stackpole Electronics, Allison Harris from Avnet, John Malat of TE Connectivity, Chris Whitehouse of Omron Electronic Components, as well as Craig Hunter of Vichay. Finally, we awarded the North Star Award, our association's highest honor, to Dave Doherty, who is our next guest. I want to thank all the attendees to the executive conference and remind you that the presentations are available to attendees through the conference app and that videos of all the presentations will be made available to the attendees in the coming weeks. I'd like to remind everybody that next year's executive conference will be held October 25th through the 27th, again at the Lowe's in Chicago. See the ecianow.org website for more information and to register. I'm very happy to welcome our next guest, Dave Doherty. Dave is the president and COO of DigiKey. Uh, Dave has been a longtime member of ECA, an active member of ECA, former board chair, current distribution council chair, and notably the recent recipient of the association's coveted North Star Award. Probably more important than any of those is his brand new role as grandfather. So welcome to the show, Dave, and congratulations. Bill, it's great to be here back at Lowe's for, I don't know, 10th consecutive year, whatever it is since we left the city. It's, uh, it's wonderful. It feels like a little second home. 
Good. Well, let's let's start with this. Congratulations. Tell us the, the, the big news on the personal front here. Yeah, you know, on the way up here, we made a little uh, side sojourn over to uh, South Carolina to visit our very first grandchild, Declan Reed Doherty. He was born uh, Thursday, actually, while we were in the air connecting through Atlanta on our way to Myrtle Beach, where uh, my son and my daughter-in-law are, are staying now. And I'll tell you, everybody will tell you the only good reason to have children is to have grandchildren, <laughs> and I'm now a believer. Yeah, congratulations. So what we're trying to do with these uh, podcasts uh, are a couple things. One is just to get to know our executives a little bit better. Uh, it's a kind of new form of networking. Uh, and then we'll also want to get into a little bit more of some of the ECA business that you're associated with. But starting on the personal side, there's one question we're asking each of our guests to start with, kind of break the ice, and that is, what is your favorite word? Oof. Favorite word. You know, thanks for starting us off with a fun one. Um, I'd say probably curiosity. Curiosity. You know, it's it's a word that we've been talking an awful lot about at, at DigiKey, and you know, just making sure that, that people are curious because I think if we stay fresh and curious, it uh, it uncovers a whole bunch of new things. Good advice for the association as well. So. Tell us a little more about your background. Where did you grow up and a little about your background for people to get to know you? Yeah, I grew up in Boston, and if I've lost a little bit of that accent, it's because it was kind of muted. Dad's from Boston area, mom's from Wisconsin, so it helped neutralize it a bit, but um, lived there up till 1995, and I will profess to be a sports fan, although I have to qualify that. Anybody who knows the, the Boston scene prior to 2000, it was a little leaner than it is the last couple of decades, but uh, left there in 95, and I've been kind of traveling and relocating since. I was um, spent some time in Long Island, down in Texas, and then in Denver eight years prior to the last 12 up in Thief River Falls. All right. And what, what do you do to keep busy when you're not running DigiKey or uh, helping with the association? You know, at DigiKey, we spend a lot of time in Thief River shoveling snow. So whether we <laughs> like it or not, it becomes a hobby. But you know what? I love to fish. I love outdoor activities. And, of course, I have a new favorite activity now, and that will be spending time with my grandson. Perfect. So how did you get into this industry to begin with, Dave? You know, it's, 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 it'd be interesting to talk to people. I think for me it was kind of happenstance. That, uh, I got an electrical engineering degree. I knew I wasn't smart, smart enough to compete with those design and research engineers. And so I worked, spent some time at Digital Equipment Corporation in Boston and then went into a field applications role, which uh, surprised my folks for sure because the idea of selling or being on the sales side of anything was just very foreign to me growing up. But you know, I quickly kind of migrated from that FAE role into sales and sales management, and, and the journey began from there. So I'd like to talk a little bit about the North Star Award. Um, you, you were the very recent recipient at this year's executive conference of the North Star Award, which is the, our association's highest leadership honor. The North Star has provided the navigational basis to those who sought to explore our world and make it better. It shines with a humble brightness that belies its navigational importance. The ECIA award is so named to reflect the concept of extraordinary leadership, guidance, and perseverance within our industry. It recognizes individuals who make significant contributions to the industry over the course of their careers and set the standard for those who follow. In 2016, the inaugural North Star Award recipient was Michael Knight of TTI, followed in subsequent years by John Denzinger and Blair Haas. So, so first of all, Dave, congratulations. I'd just like to hear, hear what it means to you to receive this award. You know, I'll tell you, it's, uh, you know, the words humbling and, and honored come to mind, and it, it's funny. You know, those are common words that someone receiving a recognition may say, but um, it, it's, it's, nothing could be more true. 
You know, I started in the early days with Nita, and there was a Gail S. Carter Award, and, and I watched so many people that I was in awe of growing up, Steve Kaufman and, and other visionary leaders, and um, to, to even in, in Michael Knight. You know, I, I enjoy listening to Michael talk about where our future technology is headed and, and Blair and John, and it's, um, it, you know, it's, it's overwhelming. It's, it's, it's a privilege. And I would, I would say it's, uh, it is part of an unbelievable team that we have at ECIA, and we work together, whether it's with you, Bill, or Victor, or Robin, or Deb, and, and the, the people that are, are members of the board, and previously of some of the other the working groups, et cetera. And we just all kind of pool together to try to leave this industry a little bit better than uh, where we found it. Great. How did you first get involved with, I guess, NEDA before ECIA? Yeah, you know what, I was, uh, Skip Streber is a gentleman that recruited me into Arrow Electronics at the time, and I still use him and view him as a mentor, and he spent time at TI and Arrow, and if, if he taught me many things, and, and probably the first of which is, you know, have an impact. If you want to improve the company you're at, work to improve the environment of the industry you're in, and, and he believed in giving back, and I watched him so actively involved in NIDA in the early days that when the opportunity arose, and Brian McNally was a, another mentor that kind of led the way. Uh, it was you know, it was just again an honor to be to be asked by my company at that time to be a representative, and I made sure when I joined Digikey in in 2008 to, to ask right away if I could continue that stewardship. Right. How has the ECAA been of value to you and to your company over the years? Yeah, let me let me start with with me personally. You know, I'm I'm a big believer in the osmosis theory that says if you surround yourself with enough smart and quality people, hopefully a little bit will rub off. And you know, the exposure uh, to those types of quality people, Bill, is is immeasurable. You know, you look at the folks, whether it's the the Phil Gallagher's, the Glenn Smith, the Mike Morton's. You know, these are some of our our most senior folks at competitors level or at our supplier level with Jeff Thompson and and over the years TI and, and Intel. If you want to surround yourself with good smart people, that's place to do it and to watch folks just roll up their sleeves to try to get and tackle some of the issues in our industry to make it more efficient it was uh, it was just a blast it's been a blast you you recently completed a term as the ECAA board chair and you did that through uh, you kind of helped lead the organization through a, a pretty significant reorganization why don't you talk a little bit about your experience as a chair and and some of the about what's come out of that uh, that that last period. Well, let me even precede the reorganization. Probably the moment I'm most proud of is being part of a team that, that found you in, into the organization. John Denslinger had uh, had retired after a lengthy term, and we were looking at what is the, the footprint for a, a leader, a CEO of ECIA? Is it going to be someone that's retired recently from their company and looking to extend and, and stay um, active in the industry, and and with you, we found someone that's a very different mold. Someone that's that's younger, very passionate, with a wealth of experience both in academia and certainly inside of our industry at very senior levels, uh, with a couple of very prestigious companies. And when you agreed to come on and take this role, you know, we viewed that as just a you know huge win for for ECIA. Uh, after that, just continue to go from there and um, you know we continue to look at things that are relevant for distribution and trying to work in conjunctions with our partners on the supplier side of the house and on the rep side of the house good well uh, yeah so now over the past year you've been uh, serving as a role of chair of the distribution council so the the, the the council format kind of coming out of all that restructure and I know you're getting ready to roll off and it's, it's going to be strange to not have you part of that console going forward. But w- w- what do you see as the consoles, the distribution console specifically, biggest uh, challenges and, and 
programs, initiatives that you're working on? Yeah, we made a great, I thought it was a very positive restructuring change a little over a year ago, as you're well aware of, and helping us lead us through that, in that, you know, we are one industry, and we're all different constituents of the supply chain, yet we do have some different needs. So we made that modification to have three different councils representing the, the three critical constituents, the suppliers, the distributors, and the manufacturing reps. And I think in doing that, we have a little bit of our own time to look at issues specific to each of the three of us, and then plenty of time to get together as a, an group among the three of us to look at issues that are cross-functional. So between distributors and suppliers, we're constantly looking at is there a, is there a better way to handle demand creation and to try to minimize the impact of phantom. And you can't do that in a vacuum. If you look at the working councils, 2D barcodes, are it's great to create a standards, but if the distributors don't all adopt a common format and the suppliers don't agree to recognize that as a standard, it's all for naught. So that power of having separate councils, yet joint sessions has been just a I think a big win for us. And for those distributor members that aren't uh, one of the 12 companies represented on the council, what would, what would be some of the most important things you'd like to communicate to them? You know, it's always kind of troubled me that some companies have, have said that, hey, if it's a different world when I'm not on the board. And so one, I would say, make your, um, make your interests known. There is many ways to help serve, whether it's on the board or on the working councils. And at a minimum, make sure that we know what your issues are. We're very careful to make sure that that board is constructed of, of members from distributors of all different size, of all different technology backgrounds or, or infrastructure support. And you know, some of these things, again, like a, a 2D barcode that affects the product we all receive on our receiving dock, we hope to attack universal type topics. You know, the tariffs have dropped in our lap over the last year, and we're looking at the best way to recommend guidelines for both suppliers and distributors to support that. So make sure your voice is heard, and then stay in touch with us. We would love to make sure that we're also held accountable to you. We are your board serving you to let you know what we're working on and and. and and what's happening uh, on ECIA? And this podcast is one means to try different mediums to try to, to, try to reach you most effectively. Mm-hmm. And going forward, as we enter 2020 here soon, what are some of the initiatives that the Distribution Council would like to tackle? Yeah, you know what? There's some uh, there's some legacy topics. I mentioned demand creation and phantom. You know, we truly believe that suppliers are counting on distributors to add value in a number of uh, areas. Financing phantom inventory, we don't believe, is is the most productive use. Um, the, the privacy laws are changing all the time. It's causing us to, to look at POS reporting and making sure we're not in the violation of some of the global standards. And there's some really new things. You know, when you start looking at things like blockchain, what can that do to our industry to take some of our complex relationships and try to simplify those? I mentioned the foreign trade zone, and I'd say the biggest on our plate right now is to continue to look at expanding the inventory website. That's, it's really an initiative from the distributors posting our inventory in support of our, our, our authorized manufacturers, our member manufacturers, and we do it in a couple of fashions. We support their own website so people can do an inventory search of a particular manufacturer, and then, of course, we encourage the public to come out to the only website where you can be sure all the inventory up there is from an authorized source. If you look ahead into 2020, what do you see as the biggest threats to our current business model in terms of the distribution, the authorized distribution channel for components? Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I'm kind of a glasses half full kind of guy, so I don't know if I'd call anything a, a threat. But if there's anything that changes more frequently in the technology itself, it's the business models. And you look at some major manufacturers. We're all 
uh, pressured by, by internal and external sources. And so we've got some manufacturers. Some are posting inventory. Some are looking for some blind fulfillment from distributors. We have the manufacturer rep model that's always under discussion. Uh, distributors, you know, what is demand creation? Where are the margins going? So I would say it's a hodgepodge. It's a, it's a dynamic, ever-changing uh, landscape. And so, you know, we have the ability to get together a couple of times a year, supplemented by calls in between, to look at what are the, the topics of the day. Now, I wouldn't have never imagined that foreign trade zone or tariffs would have been one, and that was dropped on us by government regulations. And there's no doubt in my mind that the ongoing pressure from our end customers will continue to cause changes for us to evolve the, our, each of our independent models to make sure that we service them better. Well said. As I mentioned earlier, I know you're planning to roll off the console at the end of this year, and uh, we hope that's only a temporary move and that some of our warm weather locations will entice you to get back involved, to stay engaged with ECA. But, but in the meantime, I know we have another representative from DigiKey that's going to step in and serve the console, Chris Beeson. Why don't you say a few words about what to expect from Chris? Yeah, I think I'm excited for Issa and for Chris. Change is good, and getting a fresh voice and a fresh perspective because of the NIDA evolving into ECIA and the foundation board and the and the and the board. I think I probably hung around and have outstayed my welcome. So it's good to to take that break. Uh, Chris comes to us with a wealth of industry experience. He just most recently served on the board of ERA on the executive board, and so he'll bring a passion for this industry, a strong supplier perspective, and another roll up your sleeve and get it done kind of attitude. And uh, we'll see where we go from there. I don't plan on retiring, and I still plan on serving however I can in this uh, very wonderful association that, that I think has been hugely productive for all of us. Great. Well, once again, Dave, congratulations on a just well-deserved honor receiving the North Star Award, and also congratulations on your new role as Grandpa. And uh, we hope to see you around at a lot of our future events. Uh, you can count on it. Thank you, Bill. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Channel Channel and our discussion with Dave Doherty, as well as our recap of the Executive Conference. I'd just like to remind you once again to mark your calendars for October 25 to 27, 2020 for next year's Executive Conference. And go to ECIANow.org for more information and to register. Thank you again, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. <laughs>